Hey y'all, welcome to the 11th Hour God Podcast, where we share testimony of how God is working in people's lives. We call this podcast the 11th Hour God, not because he shows up in the 11th hour, it's because we tend to see him in our 11th hour when we've finally given it all to him and are at our breaking point. I'm Jake. And I'm Kenny. Thank you for joining us today. Y'all, we are so excited today to have some of our very best friends on our podcast. Um, These are our friends, Brandy and Kaina Lee. Um, They are the friends that we met at our church in Kona, Hawaii. Um, And we're just really excited to have them share with you their testimony um, and just what God is putting on their heart to put out there to the world. So if y'all can introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about you, um, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Well, thanks for having us guys. Um, it's such an honor to be here and and be a part of this thing that you guys are, you guys are starting here. So thank you so much. Um, a little bit about us, me and Brandy, like Kenny just shared, we're from Kailua Kona, Hawaii. Um, if y'all don't know, we are all presently in Texas. <laughs> um, the Lord has brought us here in different ways, but for, as far as our story, me and Brandy have been married for 10 years now. Um, some good, some bad years, <laughs> but through the Lord, the last few have been amazing. Um, we have five amazing children, um, which we'll probably get into a little bit later of who they are, but we just are super honored to be here and yeah, share a little bit about each of our individual stories. Well, we're really, really excited for you guys to be here. Um, you guys know how much you mean to us, and you know, oh my gosh, I'm gonna start crying. No eye contact, no eye contact. <laughs> you guys um, have been such a huge part of our lives. Um, just not only emotionally, physically, but spiritually, like our story of how we came to Jesus as a couple involves y'all, you know, mm-hmm. and um, we're just, again, we're so excited to have you guys here, and we're so excited that God put you in our lives. Same, same. We are super, super excited to be here, and so just like, just so amazingly proud of who you guys are too like (laughs) as friends it's just like you know you oh yeah you guys are just doing an amazing thing and with this podcast just listening to the lord and being obedient to what he tells you guys to do so thank you so would you brandy would you like to start by um sharing your testimony yeah, so just um, a little bit about me. I was not born and raised in the church. Um, a little bit my, about my family. My dad is Japanese, so his family was, you know, Buddhist. And then my mom is Filipino, which a lot of Filipinos are Jehovah's Witness. So my grandma was raised Jehovah's Witness, and that's what my mom was raised. But both of them, you know, didn't really have a faith or religion. They weren't like oh no, we definitely go to um, Buddhist temple or we definitely go to Jehovah's Witness temple, whatever they call that. Um, So we really didn't have anything. They got married in a Christian church, um, but they're not, they weren't, you know, practicing Christians. We are um, a little mind blown right now because, and I feel like really (laughs) crappy friends because we had no idea you were Jehovah's Witness. (laughs) Absolutely no idea. So how... Was that growing up that way? Because I think growing up, I had one friend that was, and 
we didn't really know anything about it except they couldn't celebrate our birthday with us and different yeah. things like that. Yeah. So how was that growing up as a Jehovah's Witness? Yeah, so that, I mean, again, like from age zero to I probably say 10, my mom started taking us to the Jehovah's Witness temple and we would... Um, so anyways, from zero, you know, one, zero to 10, we were celebrating birthdays, holidays, every Christmas, you know, all the, all the things. Then at like 10 years old, she's like, nope, we can't celebrate anything. You know, we can do a little present for your birthday and, but everything else, like we didn't celebrate. So it was really like confusing. I was like, what the heck, you know? Um, so I mean, the only thing I did, I really do remember is that she used to drop me and my brother off at um, one of her friend's house, which is a church member. Um, and basically we would have to just learn, memorize the Bible, uh, the bu- books of the Bible from in order from Old Testament. So I did, you know, that is like one thing that like I actually loved is that I did learn that at a young age and it has stuck with me. Like I still remember it, Genesis, you know, like I remember reciting it. It was like memorization. It wasn't anything about the Lord or any relationship. It was just memorizing the books of the Bible. So it was more legalistic at that time. You were just learning the Old Testament, and from what I understand, Jehovah's Witness put more weight into Old Testament than New Testament, that Jesus is not necessarily part of the Trinity as we see him. Yeah, so that even Trinity, I hadn't, I, that was like totally, I never learned anything about that too. But of course, you know, this is like 10 years old, so I'm not really paying attention really. So, but yeah, so that was my, you know, childhood, um, Fast forward a little bit, my parents stopped going to Jehovah's Witness and they actually became very, uh, they went to a church in Oahu and um, just really gave their lives to the Lord. It was a Christian church, um, New Hope actually. Um, probably, I think I was junior year of high school. I think that's when they like really committed to the Lord and gave them, you know, gave their lives to the Lord. And of course, I'm like, what is the timing? Like, this is like junior year of high school. This is like party time. Like, why would you do this now? Because of course, there's different rules. And we always, you know, there's always church on Sunday. And now there's different things that we've never, we didn't grow up doing. So it's still a complete change for me. Was there something big that brought them to the that church or was there a testimony within that or was it just kind of like somebody invited them and they just kind of like went? Yeah, I think they honestly probably just heard or a good friend recommended it to them and so they just went with them and just I think what the pastor was speaking like just spoke volumes to both of them in whatever season that they were in. Which we've all experienced, I think, yeah. going to different churches in our yeah. own walks is when you walk in, you feel like you're home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God creates something in that that you just connect with immediately and you yeah. know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was, you know, high school and they were both really serious. Um, I did uh, meet a guy. And so I did have a boyfriend junior year of high school. Um, and he actually was a Christian too. Um he, his dad was a pastor of their church. And so he knew the Lord. And so I kind of got more information from him than I did my parents, of course, listen to the boyfriend than the parents, but, um, good things, you know, like he actually did have a relationship with the Lord, which I, I didn't know anything about. And so he would share and, you know, that kind of stuff. And so that, 
he kind of introduced me more to what, who Jesus was and like, you know, reading the Bible. And I was like, okay, you know, this is not as bad as I thought it was. So, <laughs> And I think too, that speaks volumes to our testimonies throughout everybody is when you have that friend or that significant other and just that sharing of Jesus and the gospel, how it can lead to something completely different, Yeah, you know, and it's, I think for all of us, it's when you share that, you kind of step out and you're like kind of worried about it or nervous, but then you realize what it can actually do yeah. in that long term. It's that plant, planting that seed, yeah. you know, for mm-hmm. faith. And so I think that's an important realization of what that does. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and, um, so he did, you know, he did definitely, and not saying that my parents didn't plant the seed, but I was just listened easier to my boyfriend than I did my parents. God definitely puts certain people in our lives that he knows we're going to listen to over others for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, um, so yeah, my boyfriend and I, we were together for a while. Um, we moved away. Uh, I went to Vegas and lived and worked there for a bit. And he actually ended up going to play uh, professional football um, with the NFL. So he was in Tennessee and I was in Vegas and we did the long distance thing. It was really rough. Um, uh, yeah, it was just that long distance stuff. And we decided, you know, finally he, uh, got drafted and he got picked up by the Titans. So I moved to Tennessee with him and we lived there for, I don't know, 18 months or something. And, um, I got pregnant um, with our daughter Carter and out of wedlock. <laughs> so how um, old how old were you at this time? Um, gosh, I think twenty three. Yeah, I was twenty three when I got pregnant, and then I had her when I was twenty four. So, and it was just you two in Tennessee at this point. No yep. other family, just kind of building your lives together. Yep, yep. Um, because he was there, and yeah, so I decided to go with him and. Um, so it was just us, but during that time he, um, he did play for the Titans and, uh, he did end up getting let go. And so he was kind of traveling, traveling a lot. And so I decided, okay, you know, it's best for me to move to Vegas where we have lots of family. His family lives there. My family lives there. So I moved back to Vegas, um, while he was kind of, you know, going to tryouts, doing things. And, and he actually got picked up by like, Falcons and different other different teams and stuff but um just for me because I was pregnant I didn't want to be alone or what if I had the baby you know um I just needed somebody to be around so I ended up moving to Vegas um and he would just come and visit you know when he had an off weekend or whatnot um but we did get married <laughs> uh, before uh, Carter was born so um that we were still 24 at that time. And, um, he came into Vegas and we got married. And then shortly after we had Carter. So at that time, what was y'all's relationship with the Lord? Like it was still, you know, um, I wouldn't say it was for me. Like I really would say it was still a Sunday Christian. Like I would go to church, you know, I would, um, talk to him, you know, pray here and there, but it wasn't like all the time. It was just, it was the Sunday, go to church Sunday. And then, oh, I need you now. So I need to pray now, you know, kind of thing. And, um, him, you know, he was better because he, he, 
was born and raised with it. He knew what to do. His faith was like way stronger than mine. I mean, he was the one like, oh no, God will provide. And I'm like, how? You know, like he, it was just like that type of faith. Like he just like, nope, I know God's going to provide. Like I'm not going to stress. And I'm, I'm the stressor like about everything. So. And at that time, even though he had a stronger faith, do you feel like he was leading you to a stronger faith or do you think it was still... Like, were you building your faith because of him as well? No, I think just walking with him and like seeing like what, how he, you know, how he had that faith, like it was building my faith because just watching him like, you know, like even just providing because he, he wasn't consistent with like his jobs and stuff. Like he's like, no, we'll be fine. You know, like I know God's going to provide. And I'm like, how it just doesn't come out of thin air, you know? Like, so I'm very much like brought up like work, 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 like, and that's why you get what you get kind of thing. So you were able to build your relationship with God and build your faith because you saw how he worked in, um, in your lives, like mm-hmm. with Jesse, um, being so faithful and knowing that God's going to provide and mm-hmm. God would come through every single time. Like that yeah. is what helped you build yeah, your faith. Yeah, for sure. And he Seeing just lived him. it. Like he was just a good, always happy, like just you know, just, just, he was like a good, always joyful, like always kind to people, like no matter what, like he just lived who Jesus was. So I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was just, just watching him like, you know, grew me too. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So y'all had your daughter Carter. Yes. And you got married. (laughs) (laughs) We did. So we did get, um, yeah, so we did get married. And um, at that time, we lived in Vegas together uh, for, I think, maybe like about a year. um, And we felt like the Lord was telling us to move back home to Hawaii. And so we're like, okay, you know, he, he felt it. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'm fine with moving back home. And so we, um, we packed up. So where was Jesse and the NFL at this point? So, uh, yeah, so he actually got let go of the teams. He went to, you know, tryouts and everything and just nothing ever came through. So he just like not gave up on his dreams, but he just felt like, okay, if this is not what the Lord is, has for me, then he even tried going to like Canada and like, you know, playing over there, but it just wasn't right. And And he just, yeah. And and he was fine with that. Like he was like, okay, then I want to move home. Like he had a bigger, he felt a bigger call on his life to even like pastor with his dad at the church and stuff. So he wanted to be back home with his family. And I was totally down with that too. And I think that's great too, because I know the NFL is a tough industry, no mm-hmm. matter your player or behind the scenes or a trainer or a doctor. Yeah. And for him to have that faith and that okay with, I'm moving on and we're mm-hmm. going to go move my family back, like, I think that's a big thing too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, he was not set on, like, being in the NFL forever. Like, he's not, you know, he was just like, okay, then I think Lord has something else for me. So, and my family. So, that was, and so we decided we're going to move back home. And so, he left before uh, me and Carter did. And he went home to, like, get stuff ready for us. And and Carter and I flew to a different island, to the island of Oahu, because my grandpa was passing away. And so, all my mom's family was there. And so I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, hang out with them and just be with them and, you know, be with my grandpa. Um, 
And so we were separated. So he was on the big island. I was in Oahu. And one night um, he... Uh, one night I got a call and uh, he ended up super late at night. I got a call and he ended up getting to a car accident and passing away um, instantly. And so that was just like, you know, like what the heck? <laughs> I, you know, he he had a relationship with the Lord. He thought that the Lord had called us back home. So why would this happen? And because of my relationship with the Lord wasn't as strong as his. I was super angry at God, super hurt, just all the feels, like every bad emotion I had. Yeah. And honestly, like that's understandable mm-hmm. because I feel like no matter where you are in your where you are in your faith, we still react like that mm-hmm. so often to bad things that happen in our life. Especially yeah. like you said, you're like, well, we were doing great. We mm-hmm. were, we loved the Lord. We were mm-hmm. on a great path. Like, mm-hmm. why would God have taken him away? We just had our daughter, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so that's so understandable. Yeah. But backstory too, um, or not backstory, but just like a, <laughs> I totally forgot to mention, but I was uh, pregnant with my our second daughter. Uh, I was maybe only three months pregnant, so it was still really early. Um, but yeah, that was another reason too, just to go home and to just start our family. And so, um, so I had Carter who was about a year and a half and then, um, I was pregnant three months pregnant when he passed away. So that was just even more to add on to like everything. It just sucked basically. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. tell us about, what it was like navigating this new life now with you having to mourn the death of your husband, mm-hmm. your daughter's fathers. Um, how was life like at that point, just dealing with it in general and what happened with your relationship with the Lord? So of course, you know, just finding out it was the middle of the night too. So waking up to one of those calls and we, of course, and also we kind of got into an argument. So he was, he went out with his brother and, you know, and we just got into an argument. So it was that type of like not talking to each other. We were, we hung up bad and we didn't, you know, things weren't right with us. And then, uh, I would, you know, middle of the night, I'm getting all these calls, but my phone's on silent and, you know, I'm just like, I don't even want to answer, you know, like I just was done. And, and then all of a sudden I got a call from, uh, Jesse's mom. And so I picked up the phone. I thought he was calling from her phone, you know? And so I picked it up and, uh, she's like, he's, he, she just, I was like, hello. And she just screamed like, he's gone. And I'm like, what? You know, like, I was just like, what are you talking about? You know, I was so confused. And after like looking back at like the messages and everything, yeah, he got into a car accident. They were trying to call me and, you know, tell me what happened and stuff like that. But it was just one of those like shock, like shock, anger, sadness because of the way that it was left. Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to say that, like having to get that call and deal with that loss in the first place is unimaginable. But the fact too, that you guys fought before that and you Mm -hmm. weren't able to make up, Mm -hmm. like what was going through your head? How was that making you feel? 
honestly, I, the one thing I remember is just being super angry, like just like with the Lord, Lord with my husband, like, yeah, both. Like they, I just like really hated him. I really hated both of them. Like, how could you do this? Like, I'm pregnant. And like, how could you leave the family? Like, Lord, how could you let him leave the family? Like, you know, it was like, why, 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 you know? So I was just really, really angry. And um, I really just, the only thing that was crossing my mind at that time was I can't have this baby. Like, I cannot, I cannot, you know? There's, wow. Yeah. So yeah. you were thinking of ending the pregnancy I wasn't thinking of ending the pregnancy I was praying to the Lord that he would end the pregnancy that he would just let it not be let you know just you know if you really love me that was like my prayer like if you're if you really love me God if you you know since you took my husband like if you really love me you wouldn't put me through like this like having a one and a half year old and then taking care of a baby by myself you know and he was our of course our breadwinner too so I didn't work you know I was at home with the kids and so it was just like if you love me God you would do this for me yeah because you're like our our flesh tells us you can't do it the enemy tells us Mm -hmm. you can't do this like how you're not making any money he made all the money Mm -hmm. how are you going to survive how are you going to buy groceries like you're going to have a baby keeping you up at night who's going to watch your one-year-old like the enemy is so full of Mm -hmm. lies yeah yeah but it's not true none of it is none of god's Mm -hmm. grace is sufficient for all of it Yep. And so, you know, that night went, of course, just like, just shock, didn't sleep, lied there, you know, the next morning, I honestly don't even remember. I know I had my friends, my family was surrounding me because they were all there. Um, you know, we we're, they're all there. And so it was just a blur. Um, but I do remember one morning and I honestly can't even remember if it was the morning after or a few mornings after. Um, but my auntie was, sitting next to me and she was, you know, reading her Bible. She's super strong Christian and, um, she always has been. And I've always known her as being a super strong Christian, just her, her family, you know, the way she raised her family, just, you know, just who she was. And so she was sitting next to me one morning and just was reading her Bible. And so, you know, what my, what Jesse had taught me is just, you know, just to open the word, just grab the Bible, pray and open it and, you know, just read it. And so I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll try it, you know? And so how hard was it though to open that Bible? (laughs) I'm assuming you were still angry with God at this point. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, and I know we all, that all happens. Mm -hmm. That always happens to us. You know, we're so angry and it's like, no, I'm not opening the word. You did this to me or whatever it is, yeah. you know. So how hard was that? So yeah, open it was Bible, hard. It was, I, pride. I was just like, just give it to me kind of, you know, attitude. Like if this, if this is really true, like if you're really going to speak to me, like it has to be now kind of thing. And so I just, I had nothing else. Like I didn't have anything, like just everything was gone. So I'm like, whatever, if this works, it works. If it doesn't, you know, if you don't speak to me, whatever, but you know, I was just, that's my mindset (laughs) at that time. I think that's a good reminder of like the name of our podcast, 11th Mm -hmm. hour God, Mm -hmm. because it's our 11th hour. Yeah. And how you're just, you feel like you're at the end of the cliff, Mm -hmm. right? You're pregnant. You have a small baby. You now have to bury your husband. Mm -hmm. And now were you guys still 
on different islands at that point when he passed away? Or yeah, you guys- yeah. I, we were still on different island. I was just, yeah, not in a place to go yet. And so, I yeah, I don't even, I, like I said, I don't even remember what day it was But at this point. But we were, I was still in Oahu. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was surrounded with my mom's family. And so I did, I grabbed her Bible, you know, she gave it to me and I did the same, same prayer that I've been praying this whole time. Like, God, if you really love me, you would take this baby and you would just make it easier for me. And that was my prayer. That was it. And I opened it, just opened it. Like didn't even pick a page, just open it. And it opened up to Isaiah 11, which right, the first thing that caught my eye is in the bold title, there's his name, Jesse. And I'm like, yeah, immediately looked at it. And I'm like, what in the world? Like never have I like opened the Bible and seen like something that like it was speaking so like tangible so tangible and like speaking right. exactly to my situation you know I wasn't praying about Jesse but still like what you know and so I kept reading Isaiah 11 and basically it just goes on about um the stump there's a stump and from that stump off of that stump grew a branch and the branch bore, uh, bore fruit. And so for me, like, I know it, it's not talking about baby or anything like that, but for me, it was just, it like hit home. It hit my heart because it hit like to basically what I've been praying for. You know, like I looked at the stump, you know, the stump is dead. The stump is dead. That's Jesse. It was called the stump of Jesse. And so that was him. He was the stump and sh- and the baby was the branch that bore fruit, you know? And I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know? And so I'm just reading this. I'm laughing. I'm like, I just, I didn't, I didn't know. I couldn't, I, I, could, I was just shocked. I'm like, how is one, his name in the actual scripture, in the title, bold letters. And then how does it talk about life, you know, from something that was dead? How is it speaking to my exact situation yeah, exact right now? Situation. And yeah. something like that can only come from God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's incredible. Yes. And so right then and there, basically surrendered everything to the Lord. I'm like, you know what? I don't understand. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't see any way. But if you're saying that this is what's to be, then I trust you and I give it to you and I surrender my life. I surrender the kids and I can't do it without you. And so that was my, yeah, that was my, just what I got out of that scripture. So, so do you feel like that was when you fully committed yourself to the Lord? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because like I said before, it was never, never, you know, it was half in half out. This was like, I know I can't do it without you, God. Like, I can't. Like, there's no physical possible way that I could do this. And so, surrender. Yep. Gosh, Freddie, that's <laughs> incredible. That's huge. <laughs> yeah. So, what happened from there? You had Kinsley, and yeah. you're still in Oahu? Um, no. So, I went back home, you know, a few days later. And, of course, you know, yes, the Lord spoke to me. He was with me. Like I totally felt it of course, but it was still super painful. You know, it was still super hard. It was like, 
yes, I, I know the Lord spoke to me, but he was still gone. Like I still had to deal with funeral and, you know, seeing the family and, you know, still being pregnant and, you know, our, our oldest. And so it was still rough. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't all like, okay, the Lord spoke to me amazingly in scripture and, 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 and the life is great now, you know? So. Well, and I was going to say too, like for those that don't know, like Hawaii is a big Island, but mm-hmm. it's still a very small town. So you run into friends, you run into family, you yeah. are seeing each other at birthdays and weddings. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you still have that other life that, yeah. You guys are living and yeah. it's a daily reminder. Like you just continue to run into that yeah. kind of stuff. And that's what it was. And, and I did, I did hide myself a lot because I didn't want to deal with that. So probably I would say for the, after she was born, um, maybe even a year after I didn't really do anything. I really like tried to not see people cause I just didn't want to have to deal with it. Yeah. And how long after Jesse's death was Kinsley born? Um, she was born in March of 2010, and he passed away September 2009. And so even after her birth, you still felt the need to hide away and just not be reminded or not to see everybody so often. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, death is like a super hard thing, and it, it's hard. Like, I, I've been on obviously both sides, um, but you just don't know what to say to somebody. And so I did have those like, you know, and, and it's not meaning anything. They just ask, so how are you? You know, and it's like, it's, it's an, it's fine question, but sometimes it just, some days it just like hits a place that it's just like, well, how do you think I am? You know? know? And, and so I just, I think for me, it was just best to just stay out of it and not, and not have to deal with those kind of questions just because I just didn't know how I was going to react. <laughs> yeah, so. absolutely. And it's hard because that when people are asking you that, you know, it's because they care, Yeah, you know, yeah. but you're right. That's such, it's such a loaded question mm-hmm. Yeah, because like I'm doing better. Yeah. But, but. life is tough mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Or even the people will make the comment of, you know, he's in a better place or mm-hmm. he's, and it, it doesn't. And I learned that with my own grandfather when people would say that, like, it didn't make it any easier. Yeah. Yep. You know, I, yes, I know he's in a better place, yeah. but it doesn't make my earthly self any, yeah. doesn't, you know, yeah. doesn't comfort. And, you know, and at this time I'm still super angry at him, you know, for making the decisions that he made and just, you know, like. I'm just still, I'm just in a really, you know, not a good place still. Angry at Jesse. Yeah. Angry at Jesse. And honestly, I realized that I was still angry at God. I was still, I still didn't, even though he did give me the word, even though he did do that, I was still angry at him because I still blamed him for that. And it wasn't until maybe years after that I did like what's called a freedom session. And that's when I realized that, I was still holding this thing against God. Like, how could you do this to me? How could you do this to our girls? Like, you know, so I was just still in a, in a place that, you know, the Lord did heal me from, but it took some time for sure. So you had Carter, then Mm -hmm. you had Kinsley. Mm -hmm. How was life like as a single mom with two little girls? It was hard. I mean, I had my parents, which, you know, was amazing. My mom and my dad, um, my dad built a, what we call back home in Ohana. So it's a, a small house connected to their house, you know? So I was still, 
able to be separate and and take care of my kids by myself, but I had them right there if anything, if I needed them. And so I kind of did abuse that, you know, I did, I went into this place of just like, I'm young and I can, you know, I, and so I, I went into this stupid phase, but of course still went to church on Sunday, like still devoted myself to the Lord through the week. But I went through this phase of like, I need to go out and I need to drink. And I just need to kind of forget, you know, and just be away from the kids. And my parents, you know, I think they were just so confused and, you know, just they wanted me to be happy. So and they didn't know how to also they didn't know it was new to them. Right. Seeing their daughter super hurt. And OK, if she's happy and she goes out with her friends, then it's OK. Right. You let know, her do and, it. yeah, let her do it. And so, uh, you know, they would take care of the kids, the girls while I was gone and, you know, just go out and drink and then come home and, you know, but it was just this fleshly, I guess, way the enemy just, you know, wanted to, oh, this is a good way to forget. You know, this is a good way to not remember. And this is going to make you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I did for, for a little bit. I did. I, you know, look back and I left the girls with my parents and of course it's a safe place, but it's just, you know, what was I thinking kind of thing, but I just was lost, very lost still. So what what happened from there? Um, you know, a few, few years later, I ended up going back to work. You know, I'm like, I can't just stay home and do nothing. I'm totally young. I'm capable. I didn't want to be um, just do nothing. So I went back to work, a full-time job, and, you know, still had the girls went to, you know, preschool. My mom helped watch them um, some days. And Um, I just got to this place of just like, okay, what are you doing? You know? And then even just like thinking about my husband, you know, Jesse and just like, like he wouldn't want that, you know, like he knew I was better, you know, he knew that I was a good mom and like, why would I just leave the kids and do that? And so I was just like, what are you doing? Like stop being so stupid and selfish. And so I just stopped. I stopped going out. I stopped, you know, I just totally checked out of that, that going out party lifestyle and then just stayed at home, kind of not disengaged from everybody again, but just focused on me and the kids. And so, yeah, we just ended up going to church, you know, just constantly going to church, you know, getting into whatever we could, just not that scene anymore. Do you feel like after that, realization or that decision to stop partying do you feel like you were still growing in your faith yeah I did yeah after I made that like commitment like what are you doing be there for the kids you know the Lord wants better you know he promised you better you know then I was just like gosh I just like completely like mind shift like and got out of it and just felt like, okay, the Lord's, you know, like I just felt led back to the Lord. Like he was pursuing me, like he wants me. And so I just read by myself, you know, every morning woke up, read, and I just felt better. Like I, yeah, the, you know, partying and stuff was fun and, you know, like different feelings, but like there's nothing like waking up and just reading like how much he loves me, how much he has plans and purposes for me, you know, and, and for my girls. And so it was just a different happiness, different joy, like just joyful, more definite joyful. And more of a peace. Yeah. Like nothing compares to the peace that we get in the Lord. Yeah. And so, you know, and so I honestly just 
started just living my life for God and for the girls. And <laughs> just so happens that I met somebody and um, so you met somebody yes tell I us how somebody. you met this somebody it was like super super random it was it was actually you know I've known him of him but never like really knew him um like personally knew him and so but we yeah we ended up just talking and um just it was nothing at first just like friends and invited him to church and like you know do you want to come to church and he ended up coming and we just talked you know it was just like super friendship based and and it so basically it is um my first husband Jesse's best friend um from since kindergarten and so we just I think it was just this connection that we had that he lost somebody I lost somebody and it was like a healing thing like we could talk and it would be okay you know it wasn't like oh we can't talk about that subject because it's weird you, you know had that common thread that yeah. common bond of yeah. we both lost somebody right. important to us right now how long was it years later months later that you guys kind of reconnected because you had known Yeah, I've known him for a while. Um, Gosh, it was maybe like 2012 that we met. That were like 11. It was 2011. So about a year, year and a half after Mm -hmm. Jesse had passed, you guys kind of crossed paths again and started talking. Yeah, yeah. And that in itself was just really a weird, sticky thing because, of course, we live in a small town. Everybody knows who, everybody talks, everybody talks and you know, everybody knows that I lost my husband, they know him and it's just very, why, like, why would you do that? Why would you, you know, talk with your best friend's widow? You know, why would you talk to your late husband's best friend? And I'm, you know, it was just a very weird thing. So people in the community were saying this to you guys yes yep we had yeah just you know of course over you know heard from this person this person said that never like to our face Mm -hmm. but you know it's a small town coconut wireless they call it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so how did you feel about the situation like was it weird did you feel guilty honestly no for me because I in the beginning had no like intention, you know, like it was just like, I just want to, I feel like, you know, if I can get any of his friends to come to the Lord, why not? You know, like if they want to come to church, like I know they're hurting, you know, why I know what helped me, um, get through the grief. Why not help the others, you know, or help anybody who's willing, I guess, to come and, yeah. So that was like my thing. It wasn't guilty. I just, I honestly wanted to help. And I think you were able probably to not feel that guilt because you knew it was coming out of a pure place. Yeah. You knew that it was coming from a genuine place of like, I want everybody, whether it's kind of mm-hmm. or any of the other friends to just mm-hmm. connect with the Lord. It wasn't a, I'm seeking a partner. Yeah. I'm looking for a new date. Yeah. It's like yeah. the Lord was the primary focus mm-hmm. at that point. Right. Right. Well, so since we're sneaking this guy into the conversation, <laughs> maybe um, 
we should hear a little bit from you, kind of, <laughs> from the guy, from the best friend. <laughs> so, no, man. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No. So, um, Kaino, do you want to kind of continue on to this, or should we just kind of start from the beginning, um, oh. your testimony from the beginning, and we can kind of continue this? Yeah, um, I don't know. It's kind of a weird juncture in my story, but it is what connects my story to Brandy's story. So yeah. I can give a quick rundown of who I am and where how I got to this point. Um, actually, why don't we do this? Kind of let's save your testimony for next week's episode um, and end it here for today. Um, but I cannot wait to hear your testimony and the testimony of how y'all um, came together as a family. Thank you guys so much for being on today. And we will revisit with your testimony next week. And we are so grateful um, that y'all are listening. Um, and we're so humbled by all the amazing feedback that we've gotten for our first episode. And we just pray that um, our future episodes touch you just as much as the first one did. And I have no doubt that this one will make a huge impact in so many people's lives. Um, if you have any questions for Brandy and Kaina, um, please email us at 11thHourGod at gmail.com or you can go to our Facebook page, which is 11th Hour God. I'm sorry, not Facebook. We are not on there yet. Um, it's our Instagram page. Yeah, just DM us there. We'd love to connect with you. If you have any questions for us or Brandy and Kaina, Again, thank you all for joining us. This is the 11th Hour God Podcast, and we can't wait to see you next week.